Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 11, Episode 11, titled Bring Back My Queen. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two mendacious co-hosts from the Cannabis Lifestyle blog. Hi, how are you? Please say... You think I have it ready? Bitch, we could literally see your pads on the runway. To Jamila Zara. Hello, Jamila. If someone can see my pads in public, that's just like my worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, in case I forget to say this, your Cannabis Lifestyle blog, it's H-I-G-H-A-R-E-Y-O-U dot com. If you want, anyone yeah. wants to go there, uh, love the Please website. Do. People love it in the Patreon side of things. And also, before we bring in Jorge, is you're also on the Rumor Mill, which is exclusively yes. available over there on the the Patreon. Speaking of, of course. And from the Rumor Mill, available exclusively on our Patreon page. Please say, meh. Jorge Munoz. Hello, Jorge. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I get a double dose of you this week. Oh, I know. I really feel happy to be here. I feel like, you know, I just passed an audition and I made it. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm going to everyone listening, everyone listening, big announcement here. Big and I'm going to do it right up top at the top of the show is once the season end in seasons past, once the season ended, I was like, bye, everyone. I'm on vacation. And then they wouldn't hear from me again for till the next season came on. Not happening this year. So what's going to happen this year, if you're listening, is the rumor mill that we usually do on Patreon is coming to this feed. The rumor mill that we're always talking about with Jorge and, and, and Jamila and Evan and myself, where we talk about rumors and drama and tea and speculation from the ru- world of RuPaul's Drag Race, that's coming to this feed uh, right in the place of this show as soon as the season ends. Not only that, not only that. Three years ago, Taylor the Latte Boy and I, for Patreon, we did a full recap of season six. Okay, and then we—that's what—that's what we use to get people to come to Patreon at the time. And I'm going to tell you guys something, Jamila, George. It is the best thing we have ever done on Patreon. It is so funny. It is so good. That's going to also be on the feed for everyone to listen to. So if you were too cheap to join Patreon three years ago, (laughs) you're finally going to get it in your feed this summer, season six, along with the rumor mail, two shows a week. It continues on. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be fantastic. Now that we have that out of the way. Hi, Jamila. How are you? Have you been? I'm good. I'm so excited to listen to that recap of season six. Oh, it is so because season six is such a fun season and there's so much to analyze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, when did you guys record it? Like in the summer of twenty sixteen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Way I'm back when. Yeah, way back when. And then Jorge, uh hi everyone. How would you introduce yourself to everyone who's listening for the first time to you? 
I, <laughs> I'm just a good old little gay boy from D.C. Our good old little Texas-born Mexican gay boy who lives in Washington, D.C. So we, we're going to talk to them right now about this show. But before that, let's get this show started. This week, the girls are forced to slap each other's faces before beating the faces of some former contestants. Scarlett and Ariel bring some of their drama back with them into the workroom, and the girls have it out on a confrontational conversation at the mirrors. On the main stage, the girls are forced to name who would go, who should go home, and Evie and Silky were hung out to dry from their opposing camps. In the end, Silky and Nina were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was said and meh, Silky was told, Shantae, you stay, while Nina was asked to sashay away. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start with Jorge. Jorge, what were your th- two things you liked? One thing you didn't. So, um, obviously, I absolutely love seeing all of my favorite queens come back this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was living for the wig drama that Ariel brought with her. I thought it was so funny. Um, and two, um, I was living for H- Honey Davenport's beard. She was giving me sexy trade, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, two... I loved Vanjie and Ariel's look on the runway. Vanjie pulled through this week after all those critiques. Um, so shout out to her for killing it. Um, and then one thing that I didn't like, which is not surprising if you watch or listen to the rumor mill, it's that the lip sync was meh. Um, and I also just didn't agree with the results. I didn't want to see Nina go home, nor did I think she should have gone home, but I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, very good. What about you, Jamila? What, what, what about you? What were your two things you liked, one thing you didn't? Okay, so the two things that I liked was having Lena Waithe and Wanda Sykes on the same episode because mm-hmm. I love, love, love them so much. And um, the other thing that I liked and lived for was the wig reveal, the true wig <laughs> reveal of the fact that she just left them like she just and, and she just completely left them and plastic tiara acted like she had full custody of these wigs the entire time and we just goes to show like and the fact that she i don't know it was really weird that she like blamed raja o'hara for taking one wig when she one made wig. it seem like right like why aren't you mad at plastique for taking all of them for taking all of them <laughs> for claiming all of them so i thought that was really funny um oh but overall i just feel like i liked all the looks oh, i pretty much did. liked all of the looks yeah hmm even silky i thought and- you looked amazing what? i thought so you looked yeah. amazing she did she looked curvy she looked like a thickum she looked good but that makeup i mean I, th- I thought the makeup was fine, too. I agree yeah. with you. I thought she looked great. The judges' critiques, I mean, were on point. Like, while she looked great, she just didn't, yes. you know, yeah. match or look like a sister of Silky. Now, we'll probably talk right. about it more when it comes up. But there is, there there are some shenanigans with the Ariel wig drama having to do with after the episode aired, Ariel tweeted that she had left, not this episode, the one, the original wig gate episode. Mm-hmm. Ariel tweeted that she had left those wigs for plastique. So they're like, Ariel, which one's the truth? Like, mm. like, why are you tweeting right after that initial episode that you left them for plastique? And and it was it's- if she tweeted that and plastique said that, that makes me think that she told her that herself was like, hey, girl, these are for you. Or maybe <laughs> she left them on accident and then was just like, I don't know. Do they have any communication with like <laughs> eliminated well, queens? 
No, but what but what's funny is like as, as, as I've read online is people have pointed out like it's like there's production that also helps you carry your stuff out there. Like a whole world of people who would wouldn't they be like Ariel? You left a whole rack of wigs. Like what do you want us to do with them? Like like. I don't know. It seems like the producers wanted her to bring. They they wanted one of the queens to bring some drama, maybe. And well, you know that's what I was thinking because they have to fill up a lot of time. Yeah, because this whole maxi challenge is just one runway. Yeah, yeah, and so I feel kind of it's produced. This is a very producer engineered episode. <laughs> you can see the strings as they're working the strings along the way, and I just sort of feel like I do kind of feel Ariel kind of left them for them. Uh, like, how are you leaving a whole rack of? It's not one wig. It's like she left a whole rack. I mean, so many they could they could divide it among themselves. Yeah, and she well, that's what Plastic said. She said she left them in my station. Yeah. So did she accidentally leave them in her station? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't I think there's something fishy going on there. Something. Fishy. Yeah, same. I completely agree with you, Joe. I think this is a really heavily produced episode, and I feel like it was taking episodes to build up mm-hmm. because it, this whole wig drama that lasted several episodes and now we, we get to the bottom of it. And then the stupid sister thing with, um, with Soju mm-hmm. was leading up all season to this as well to, for her to finally talk about her nasty sis, <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Bringing it up. And then Nina's the one that all of a sudden asked Scarlett for whatever reason, we'll get to when we get to it. I, I, I'm jumping, yeah. jumping ahead of myself. All right. After Sugar's elimination, the girls are sad about the departure of Sugar Kane. Silky's pride is bruised and she's worried that she's getting worse with each passing week. And Nina West is proud that she did well in the previous challenge, but is still worried about her place in the competition. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. It's the revival of Slap Out of It. But this time, instead of reading RuPaul, the girls will take turns reading each other while the offended queens get to slap the person who read them there was no order to the combination shown people were just reading each other and taking turns slapping and being slapped in the end brooklyn heights was named the winner of the challenge jamila your thoughts on uh the cold open after sugar's elimination on the mini challenge what were you thinking there I just think that these queens are so bad at reading. And now we had two reading challenges and it's just, it's insufferable. But um, I also wasn't sure what they're being judged on. Are they being judged on the actual like fake slapping or the fake reaction to being slapped? Well, that's why I think this is very fucking corporate, too much corporation getting weighing in and like, the original version of this challenge was amazing, where the girls got to speak truth to power and read RuPaul, which they never get to, and then she slaps them back. Having them slap each other was just another version of the reading challenge, and the slap in the RuPaul version was just incidental, just a funny way to react, you know, to right, have them being slapped right. by Mama Ru. The, the real challenge there was, who read Mama Ru the best? Gotcha. So she, But she actually slapped someone? Oh, yeah, oh, by yeah. accident. Yeah, last season she accidentally slapped um, Monique, right? Oh, my God. I don't yes. even remember no, that. No, 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 no. It was Asia O'Hara. She accidentally – she actually really slapped Asia O'Hara. Oh, yeah, God. No by accident. It was, it, was so, it was so funny. Yeah. So um, so I think they kind of took the balls out of – I don't think I don't think RuPaul likes being read. 
And so uh, I think they're like, oh, we'll just have the girls do it, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was that great. Well, you know what's funny? I thought it was better than the reading challenge, but yeah, it was just another version of the reading challenge. Jorge, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, so everyone listening, if you don't know, I watch um, every episode in a bar mm-hmm. and it's moments like this that I love watching it at a bar mm-hmm. because I rewatched the episode today um, and it was really slow and mm-hmm. it, I didn't really laugh at anything. Yeah. Um, and not just because I already knew it was coming. Um, when I was at the bar last night, people were howling at some of the things and it's so loud. They do subtitles too. Yeah. So I get to read it and catch everything. Mm-hmm. And there were things that got lost when I was watching it by myself in my bedroom, mm-hmm. which was Angie saying, um, calling, um, um, Evie and ugly, um, oh, Naomi Smalls. Yeah. Did you, did you get that? Yeah. I missed it because um, it was so quick. But in the bar, we got to read it and everyone was screaming and laughing. Um, I thought that was like the only funny moment. Um, but yeah. I, the, thought, the... I thought Brooklyn saying that Evie's head looked like a nutsack. <laughs> I think she deserved to win that. But these little mini, mini challenges now are just meant to like help the producers like um, like make the audience look at a certain queen a certain way you know like they, these wins mean nothing well what's funny is in terms of production days this challenge is only like a few days after the reading challenge where were these reads during the reading challenge <laughs> like it's two I weeks for know. us but it's only about maybe a little less than a week for them you know I also want to know, like, how long are they given to come up with these reads? Like, you know, some of these things were not made up on the spot. Like, Vanjie maybe can make some of these up on the spot, but, like, Brooklyn cannot make something up funny on the spot like that. Maybe after the reading challenge, they went home and worked on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were thinking, oh, I should have said Just this and I should have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. All right. After the mini challenge, RuPaul surprised the girls by inviting some of the eliminated queens back in the room. The former contestants marched in wearing giant pink foam gloves on their hands. For this week's maxi challenge, the remaining girls are to be paired with an eliminated queen and make that queen over as a member of the current contestants' drag family. As the winner of the mini challenge, Brooke got to pair up the teams and paired them as follows. We have um, Brooke chose Plastique for herself. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Nina pair, uh, was paired with Sugar Cane. Evie Oddly was paired with Scarlet uh, Envy. A Curiosity Davenport was paired with Honey Davenport. Silky was paired with Soju. And Vanessa Vanjie Mateo was paired with Ariel Versace. Um, Jorge, what were your thoughts mm. on uh, the ma- the idea of the Maxi Challenge, this makeover challenge? And then we'll go through the pairings with the two of you together. But what were your thoughts on the Maxi Challenge, the idea of the Maxi Challenge, bringing back those queens? Who came, who didn't come? What were your thoughts? Well, I mean, this this challenge, is, it it's almost happens every season. Mm-hmm. So it was no surprise to see that happening. Um, I, I like the idea, though, instead of doing first time in drag, mm-hmm. they're bringing back contestants. Um, and it was a lot of the contestants that I really liked and mm-hmm. a, a lot of contestants who were great for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the pair, oh, I guess we'll talk about it in a bit, but I, I thought the pairings were fine. I, I like them. Yeah. Jamila, what were your thoughts about the, like, we didn't see, like, would you have wished Raja would have been there or Kahana or Mercedes? What were your thoughts? On it would have been, yeah, there are certain people I would have loved to have seen Kahana. I think she would have been a good, good second chance. And then also like Mercedes, 
was funny. She was just, she made me laugh. And so it would have been cool to see her come back. But I know why they brought back certain people. I know why they brought back Soju. I know why they brought back uh, Ariel. Because, like, they really made it clear that Soju was just going to be a handicap. Which I feel bad for her (laughs) in that sense. Even Rue came to the table and was just like, oh, I know you gave her Soju because she sucks. (laughs) And I'm like, that's so, that's so mean. (laughs) But I, I get it. It's good television. Television. But I I wish that Brooklyn had lost that mini challenge mm-hmm. because everybody would have tried to give her soju. Mm-hmm. Like why why wouldn't you? She's the strongest in the competition. Yeah. Like if you're playing strategically. And I would have liked to have seen what Brooklyn would have done with Soju. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think everybody was evenly matched. Um I I thought Scarlet was going to be an handicap for Evie, but I to me I thought they did well. And Vanjie and Ariel were great together. I feel like Nina and Sugar are like a perfect match. So yeah, I think everybody was pretty evenly evenly matched. Yeah, what do you think about George? What what did you think of like Brooke choosing plastique for herself? Was that a smart move? Uh uh what Oh, I mean absolutely a smart move. Uh she's she's the easiest to put into drag. Like mm-hmm. she she looks like a woman naturally like her bone structure so that's already there but then i actually like the reasoning that brooke gave um for picking her which is she has similar stature as me and it's she pretty much said it's i had to do the least work with her because i wouldn't have to like um cut up a dress or anything because she's almost my exact body type mm-hmm. all right so i thought that was very smart of her to pick her now what about pairing nina west with sugar cane what were your thoughts there jamila I thought that was like perfect. That's who, if I'm being fair, that's yeah. who I would have matched her with. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Nina West and Sugar is that they're both such grandmas to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way that it could have gone, they could have either killed it or it could have came across too corny. Oh yeah, because they're and, roughly the same age. You're right. Go ahead. Yeah, but they act the same. Like they act like that old school white drag <laughs> that, like you know, same as oh, what's the Jinx Monsoon kind of, you know. Yeah. Like, they're that era of drag, and I like it. But so that's what I'm saying. They could have either had killed it, um, but they were, I, they, I do get the fact that they were too disconnected. I thought they looked, but that's the thing is that I really do think they looked good. Uh, I just thought they were too disconnected. Okay, so George, take yourself out of, in other words, you're Brooke, not you, you're mm-hmm. Brooke. Oh, who, who would you have put Soju with? Would you agree with putting her with Silky? So that's that I was actually going to ask you a similar question. Um, but now that I'm faced with it, Soju, I, I mean, I agree with Jamila. Like, they, that poor girl, they brought her back just to be a handicap. Like, <laughs> she, so what, I know. Um, so I don't think she could have been with anyone who got her would have complained, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Brooke's reasoning to give her to Silky was. Silky was going to struggle with anyone, and I think that's true. But now she's going to struggle even harder now that she had Soju. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, guys. Uh, Joer206 in the chat room mm-hmm. said it would have been cool if it were all first eliminated queens brought back. <gasps> Ooh. I that would have like been cool. Chop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, penetration. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have been a bad idea. You know, the thing with Soju, the one thing I will say, there is a little bit of 
Even though Silky makeup with Soju was rough, it is a little rough because when you're a person of color, it's tough to then adapt to makeup for a person yes. who's not black and, and vice versa. Remember yeah. when, yeah. when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do like an Asian person's makeup. Exactly. Remember no, when? I mean, I just haven't done it before. In the makeover challenge in season six, when Jocelyn Fox had to do that black guy for the wedding challenge and he came out looking like chalky, like a zombie. Yeah. Because yeah. she put like white foundation. Now, by the way, Jocelyn has said, and this was really shady, was there were no other black contestants. The the I think it was um Trinity K. Bonet had just gone home. And I oh. think and then they took all Trinity's makeup away. And I think Jocelyn had said, Can I have Trinity's makeup? And they were like, No. So they were setting up Jocelyn for that, you know? Um, but uh so she didn't even have access to makeup for a person of color. And so she just had to make do with what she had. But do you think there was a similar kind of rigamore with putting soju with Silky? Like, Silky does not do makeup for a person of color. I mean, for a, a white person when she's used to doing it for a person yeah. of color. What do you think, George? Well, I mean, I've I've heard of. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was no, no, no. Say, go I've ahead. Heard of professional makeup artists, like w- models, models mm-hmm. who model for Vogue, who have gone to professional shoots and felt like the makeup artist did not know how to do their makeup. Mm. So that's just a common thing. So to expect, I don't know, like I, I have a certain amount of forgiveness for how it turned out. It turned out, actually, it turned out pretty bad. Her makeup did. But <laughs> I, you know, like I... I get it. <laughs> Silky's never done it before. Now, by the way, to come down on Silky, Silky does say, yeah, you know, you could be Lil Wayne or John C. Riley, uh-huh. and I can make yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That was hilarious, though. That was the funniest thing Silky's <laughs> ever said. Yeah. So I have a question for you. If you were going to pair someone up with Silky, who would it be? Who's the right person? Like, what if Silky won? Who do you think Silky would have paired herself up with? Honey. Who was she? Honey? Yeah. And then, what do you think uh, Akira would be having a similar problem? I probably let me see who. So you're. This is assuming. I don't think she would have given. I don't think she would have given soju to Akira. No, she wouldn't. She probably would have given. Uh, gosh, who would you give so to soju? See, the, the sort of tricky thing is the the queen. You know, there are more people of color than there are white people, and they brought back more white people. Like they should have mm-hmm. brought back like a Kahana and a Raja. Yeah. Uh, Although I don't think Raja, I don't know. But Raja would have been Raja would have been Raja would have been the soju. How so? (laughs) I mean, if soju wasn't there, as far as being the weakest link, everybody would have been like, "Oh, well, you know, Mm -hmm. you gave Raja to me because you don't like me." Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think Raja would have caused great drama, though. That would have been a. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would have been even more dramatic in the in the workroom. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested why she wasn't brought brought back because like she got great airtime and she was um on the show and she said yeah, really wasn't, funny did she go further than ariel yeah she did yeah one episode yeah hmm. was it one episode or was it a, a few no ariel because yeah no it was more than one episode because then it was like scarlet then raja yeah uh all right well let's move on in the workroom ariel solves the mystery of the leftover wigs after her elimination scarlet envy prances around the workroom as the newest member of the house of oddly soju brings her sis back from the grave and silky finds out that soju doesn't know how to walk in heels later scarlet asks if silky is going to do her eyebrows with a sharpie and 
No, she doesn't. Soju asks if Silky is going to do her eyebrows with a, sh- a sharpie, and Silky is offended that Soju is questioning her talent. Elsewhere, Scarlet Envy confesses that she is surprised that Silky and Vanjie are still in the competition. Jamila, your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom? I just think that this always, this is like the main fight that happens in RuPaul's Drag Race. But like, when people ask you those kinds of questions, you have to be able to answer it in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to answer it in front of everyone, then just don't answer it. Because it's going to come out. And like, and I'm always wondering, because it's like, I wish I was actually in the workroom. Because every time these people are having these side conversations, why is there this other queen who's not in the conversation who can hear everything? (laughs) Like, that was Akira this time. Like, like, how far away was Akira standing to like hear all of that? And like, if you know she's within an earshot of you, you know she's probably going to bring it up. If not in the workroom, in Untucked. Which I felt like this time, all that shit had to come out in the workroom because, you know, they needed to expand everything. So I've actually been in the workroom. And did you take pictures? I did. I'll send you a picture later. They they put it up at DragCon LA. They bring the actual workroom. They put it up. And yeah. And so um, when you're in the workroom, it's not tiny, but it's a lot smaller than you think it is. Okay, mm. so it's not tiny, but it's a lot smaller than you think it is. And also, there's a rule on set that when the cameras are on, specifically, like for instance, when they're doing a table visit, the girls can't talk. The other girls who are, if you're not being spoken to, you can't talk. Okay, um, so you'll notice it's also it's always very quiet. You know, you don't hear extraneous conversation, which, by the way, on Elimination Day, you will hear extraneous conversation. But on, like, those kind of moments, you don't because they're not allowed to talk when something's being filmed. So it's it's entirely plausible that when something like – well, no, because the part with Silky was one of those moments where there are other people talking. Well, it's not – if you're if you're close by, it's not that hard to hear. It, it's it's t- smaller than you think it is. Um, and so uh, – I think it, it's entirely plausible that that they heard, that Akira heard it. But then we'll get to this on Elimination Day. I don't know how much she really heard. A lot of it seemed like it was like they just took footage of people just looking up and they made it seem like she heard. You know? Mm. Because she says on Elimination Day, we'll get to this, Akira does say like, well, I don't know. I just heard. And I'm all like, oh, is this the, you know, Ravens talked about on her also, season. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say also... um, when Akaria brought it up, she said, you was talking all that shit yesterday, mm-hmm. and now you're quiet. So it's kind of like she heard her yesterday, or may not have heard her, may have been fed that information. Yes. yes. And then brought it up the next day. Yeah. Raven's talked about in season two, the producers, the producers can talk to you from like basically under the work, the makeup table or behind, because that's a one-way mirror. And even actually, you know, when Silky's going off, one of the th- I noticed it today while I was rewatching it. There's that, um, what do you call those little screens that people that women can change behind or men can change behind too? Uh, those like they're like fold out screens. Yeah, uh, the, I, mean, I I don't know privacy screens. I don't know the name of them, but I know yeah. what you're talking about. There was a cameraman behind it. You could see him hiding behind the privacy screen while they were filming Silky having her meltdown. And so I'm sure it's- that maybe there's a producer or a story producer there who can talk to them while they're there. 
It's uh, funny that you bring that up because I was, was watching this Untucked mm-hmm. and there was this moment that Vanjie was having with Silky and I it really touched me. Like it just like Vanjie was so compassionate t- towards her and it was so sweet. And then all of a sudden you see this cameraman just come out from like oh, behind yes. them. Yes. And I was yeah. just like, it just broke the it just broke the fourth wall to me. It was like, oh yeah, this is like a production. It felt like, you know what it, it was? Just, like, it's so weird. It felt like when you're like watching like a nature film and then you see the hunter come out from behind the bush and cock his gun yeah because he takes the camera out and puts it on his shoulder and then you can just see him turning on the camera he sees them shooting yeah and that did happen you're right it's so funny um so george i felt like i jumped on i stepped on you what were you what did you want to say about all this uh how did soju get on this show period she she <laughs> How did she get on? Well, she I has. Mean, there are hundreds, she, at least hundreds of talented drag queens yeah. that try out. Yeah. And so she, she had, got on she, and she can't even walk in heels. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. blows my mind. She has a fairly popular YouTube show called Shot with Soju. Yeah. And I think that's, maybe she got to know some of the producers or but something. She's like, now they have the YouTube queens. They have her. They yeah. have uh, James Mansfield and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like the YouTube queens. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, and James went out pretty early too. Yeah, but it's it's it surprises me. I guess since the it comes down to their um, their tryout video, I guess they know how to act in front of a camera. So maybe their video is just really good. But I just the things I saw, Soju, it truly did look like she was being put in drag for the first time by the the questions she was asking. <laughs> it blows my mind. Well, it, it, you know. Not because they're both Korean, but because they're both Instagram queens or YouTube queen. But Soju and, and Kimchi had the same problem. Kimchi couldn't walk in heels. And I think a lot of these oh. Instagram queens, they are so used to not having to be in heels that they don't know how right. to walk in them. But, but that's the thing is that like there – I just feel like as a professional, mm-hmm. there are things that you are just good at and it's innate. And then there are things that you have to work on. If mm-hmm. walking in heels is the thing that I have to work on, then I do it. I still might not be the best at it, mm-hmm. but at least I've done it before. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I would, you know, that's something I would try and practice. And she really looked like it was her first time putting them on. The part I don't get is if you knew you're going to go on RuPaul's Drag Race, I would take weeks to learn how to walk in heels. Yes, and yes, oh, yeah, that's absolutely. what I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it, it really doesn't make any sense. Um, now, also, what about the part with you know, you know, we have Silky being offended that Soju was questioning her about her makeup skills. Uh, any thoughts there, like about doing the eyebrows with a sharpie? I, and I don't know. That she sounds got really toxic. Oh yeah, it's yes, it, <laughs> absolutely. She shouldn't be doing it. She's not the only queen who does it. I, I remember Ginger Minj um, did it with her lipstick all mm-hmm. the time, um, and she would have that sharpie on her on her like during the middle of the day when she's not in drag. Um, I don't know why Silky gets so offended so quickly. And like, they really bring this up this episode. Like, if you say anything that is negative about Silky, she gets so defensive and the bear goes wild, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, this was such a small thing. Like I would not want Sharpie on my eyebrows either, but Silky didn't have to get so, so upset about it. Yeah, I don't know. It looked like to me, it looked like she was just 
kidding on that aspect. Mm-hmm. In that aspect, I agree. Or I think it looked like she was just joking. Like, bitch, don't play with me. I, you know, my my mug looks beat. And so you're coming for me and you got eliminated first. Which that makes sense. But I think where it does seem like she gets too offended is when people bring up like, oh, I'm surprised that Silky and Vanjie are here. Like, you really have to mm-hmm. have the... um the projection of I just don't give a fuck what you think. And I think she cares. She still cares too much. And I don't know where that comes from because it's like, I don't know her life and I don't know what it's like to be that big and, and, and surrounded by people who aren't and feeling like that is a hurdle you have to get over people saying your personality is over, you know, like I just, I don't know where it comes from, but I do think that is her her supreme weakness is just mm-hmm. caring too much what people think. You know, speaking of just to jump off of what you just said, let's let's talk about that moment where Scarlet sort of, uh, you know, sells out Silky and Vanja. They should have gone home earlier. What's funny is the person who asks her that question is Nina West, which from what we know of Nina, that's not really in her personality to ask that kind of question. So I feel like a producer told Nina, ask Scarlett this question. Nina's not messy at all. No. Why would Nina all of a sudden just sitting there tell Scarlett, Scarlett, who who do you who are you surprised to see still here? That's not, that, that's not. And I feel like Nina. she answered so like clearly because it seemed like you know like oh it just seemed like something mm-hmm. you could tell Nina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nina, I'm not going to tell anybody, you know. But like little do we know, Akira is right there. Yeah, yeah. And and what's really interesting too about Nina is like every. I've noticed that the producers subtly do this every episode, Mm -hmm. but the person who's going home, they either, um, their entire story gets told. They have some type of win under their belt, Mm -hmm. um, or they're completely broken down. Like their character is. Mm -hmm. And for Nina, um, I sadly think it's like that last one. And while it wasn't very dramatic, like the producers made her seem a little shady before Mm -hmm. she left. And that's just not who Nina is because you watch the untucked as well um evie was really hurt um from nina Mm -hmm. because she wanted her to go home and apparently they are like really great friends um and nina said her and so it just from a viewer standpoint it looked like nina kind of got shady last episode and that's she's not the shady person she's the nice one you know well, you know, but, you know, it just FYI is everyone listening. Don't make judgments about the relationships of people, something that was filmed a year ago. Because just last Monday, this past Monday, uh, a Drag Race fan took a picture from Mickey's in West Hollywood. And it's and it's Silky and Evie sitting right next to each other. And Evie's very affectionate with Silky. And they're clearly kicking it up and being really good friends. And so not that that what they felt wasn't real there, but you're looking at essentially three weeks in these people's lives. And then they have a year where they actually deal with each other off camera. And so much can change in that time frame. And so, yeah, I'm sure that uh, people find out how people really feel. They become friends and, and relationships develop. So it's hard to judge what these relationships are like. Jamila, any other thoughts before we move on? Yeah, I just think Scarlet Envy is just so she has the confidence I wish I had. <laughs> she really does. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I have to say. I enjoy I enjoy her. She she's one of those people who go, Oh, oh my god. But I she laugh really at it as feels they do that. Herself. 
and that's she great. Sells her oats. She sure mm-hmm. does. All right. RuPaul entered the workroom to visit each of the teams in the workroom. Akuria tells RuPaul that she thinks Silky is going to have a tough time with Soju because of Soju's problem walking in heels and Silky's lack of experience making over anyone other than herself. Brooke swears that there was no strategy in pairing Silky and Soju and RuPaul isn't buying it. Ru calls out Silky for her looks from last week and Silky's charm is not going over well with RuPaul as in previous challenges. Finally, Nina shares that her looks will be centered around activism but Akuria thinks the looks just look circusy. Jorge, your thoughts on the table visits with RuPaul? RuPaul is always trying to stir up some drama. She was stirring it up today, uh, yeah. She, yeah, trying really, and it's always with Brooke too. And Brooke doesn't bite, which is really funny. Um, I, I, I mean, I completely agree with like everything like that Brooke said. I don't think I don't want to think that um, she had any strategy to it. Um, and I completely agree with Akira. Like the now that we've watched the episode, we see that Nina goes home. So like mm-hmm. the outfits weren't that great. And while they had a really good message to them, mm-hmm. um, they they kind of didn't match at all either. All right, very good, Jamila. What were your thoughts? Yeah. So just to talk about Nina and Shiga's look one last time. I thought that, like, if you had seen them in a pride parade, you would have been like, oh, those bitches look cute. But, like, (laughs) on this stage, on this stage, it just looked so disconnected. But I think, I still think Sugar's look individually was cute for who she is. Like, Mm -hmm. if we had seen Akaria in that look or Brooklyn, we would have been like, what the fuck? But it's Sugar and, like, and Nina. And, like, that's just kind of, like, their style. So I think separately they were fine. But I think that RuPaul is messy for the whole situation with Soju and Silky and Brooklyn and making it seem like she put them together on purpose. They're really, I feel like everybody else was perfectly matched. Mm -hmm. So who else would have Soju have gone to? One. And then two, like, why are you bringing her back? Like she's this like handicap, you know, why couldn't you brought back somebody else or not even had Soju on the show to begin with? If you're going to, I would have been really upset. (laughs) watching this back if i was so do because it's so mean um but yeah i i i don't know i think the workroom drama is just it's it's one of those things where it's like i felt like this episode was so slow because that's Mm -hmm. all we're watching and i watched untucked so i just felt like it was just a lot of there wasn't a lot happening Let's talk specifically about the moment with RuPaul and Silky, where it it feels like every table visit we've seen this season, Silky Mm -hmm. just goes like, boo, and RuPaul's like, ha! (laughs) And then this week, Silky was throwing everything she had and batting her eyes and saying her cute things, and RuPaul was just not having it at all. And what are you, why do you think, I have my own theories, but why do you think that is, George? So, obviously, like, Yes, RuPaul was in love with Silky this entire season, mm-hmm. and you can tell by the way, like even the the the, sh- the season's been um, edited, like mm-hmm. it's very heavy on Silky, mm-hmm. and the audience sometimes like just doesn't get it. Um, and now it seems that Ru is finally getting annoyed, and so my theory is yeah. is that Ru seems to be very calculated, um, especially with who she likes. And now that 
Silky had such a messy slip up last episode. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think as highly of her anymore. And she's quick to change her opinion about someone that she once liked. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jamila? What your, what your, what's your theory here? I think so too. I agree with Jorge and I feel like it's under the guise of tough love, but now it's just kind of like, Oh, like your slip is showing and you you know, like I'm real. I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't think she understands how difficult that must feel to receive. You know, if someone is always like, you know, on your side and plus I felt like she was being too hard on her because she asked her about the hip pads and you know what? I think I felt this so hardcore because it happens to me too. It's kind of like when you slip up and someone's like, oh, well, you know, you know, you slipped up. And it's like, yeah, I know. I recognize that. And she was like, your hip pads are all over the place. Do you know how to put tights on over it? Do you know how to compress them? And she was like, that was the first time that happened. That was the first yeah. time my hip pads were like, I, of course, of course I know how to. You guys have seen me do it before. <laughs> and I just felt like she was just hammering that in for no reason. I don't know. I just, this show makes me really, really question how I feel about Michelle Visage and RuPaul sometimes. Okay. The correct answer is... This is this show is so producer engineered. I feel that they were like, you know what? We haven't seen Silky and Nina lip sync. Whatever happens this week, we are going to make it so that this is the narrative is that they suck. And so, because you could even see that Silky's charms were kind of working, and RuPaul's trying to hold back that scream laugh she wants to do, you know, and trying to keep a straight face. Almost like when you're, you know when you're trying to scold your toddler and he says something really cute and funny, but you want to make it known that you're being serious? That's what Mm -hmm. it felt like because I feel they were like, this is the week that that Silky goes to lip sync. And so we have to build the narrative why Silky is lip syncing this week. And so you can't be laughing hysterically at everything she says in the workroom and I think it's what it was. I think it was totally fake. I think she wanted to laugh. And I think whatever Silky said, Silky could have said the right answer, and RuPaul would have just stared at her and, gave, and batted those eyes. So I just, like I said, you can you can see the strings this week on the show. You can see the puppet strings and the puppet masters more obviously this episode than you have. In it, it's pretty apparent this whole season. But I feel this episode in particular, the the light the lighting's not so good and you see the street you know what? what that that moment you pointed out, um Jamila from Untucked, I think this episode that that's a metaphor for this entire episode. <laughs> because on this episode you can see the behind the scenes more than usual because that's also not the only moment there's a moment on elimination day where evie's fighting with silky and there was that producer or cameraman i told you behind the screen but also in the they usually are very careful about this in the makeup mirror you see a cameraman as well they were not so careful with the cameraman and they were not so careful with the producers and the motivations and this show is getting sloppy Because RuPaul has her Netflix show. All right, it's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. The returning queens wear giant peak foamy gloves so that they can't help at all with the hair and makeup. Immediately, Akira does the dirty work of the producers and brings up the whispering in the workroom. First, Akira is, I'm sorry, Ariel is confronted about the mystery of the missing wigs and who those wigs were left for while leaving many of the girls embarrassed, especially Plastique Tiara. Next, Akira calls out Scarlet Envy for her opinion on Vanjie and Silky, which leads to a showdown in the workroom between Evie and Silky in particular. Jamila, your thoughts on this elimination day? 
think with Scarlett, how you can't talk shit about people who are still in the competition. Like you're, you're not like, you're not in the competition. And that's to me, I just, sometimes I wish I was just rich and just on this show or just like, you know, just because I feel like if it was me, I would enjoy coming back and enjoy like not having to do my own makeup. Mm-hmm. And I'm not interested in getting in this drama. I'm not interested in it because I'm thinking about the shows I have to book for this month. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I would, I don't understand Scarlett's falling for that bait. Like, and, and, but it was interesting to see the whole wig thing play out. um, Just because I felt like it was, it was closure on that issue a little bit. What about you? What were your thoughts, George? Uh, I thought it was really funny how all of a sudden um, Ariel, um, went from getting mad at everyone that all of her wigs are gone to saying, actually, you know what? It's just this one purple wig, but you know what? That wig is across the country with someone who's not in the workroom anymore. So girl, that wig's gone forever. Um, but of course we're going to see Silky and Evie fighting it out again, like every single episode since day one. Um, so that didn't, I wasn't even entertained by that. And the things that Evie is calling Silky out on have been the same thing she has been calling her out on from day one. So this, it's just nothing new. But is, is, is Evie also, wrong? I have a question. Is, oh yeah, is, oh, I, is she wrong? Yeah, is Evie wrong? Is, no. She, I completely agree with her. I think she, Silky in the show hears a negative critique about her from one of her peers. And takes it too personally mm-hmm. and freaks out. She's very reactive. Okay. Jamila, what's your question? I was going to say, well, just to respond to that, like, if it's common knowledge that Silky is going to respond that way, then, like, why do you feel the need? It's kind of like, I know my grandfather feels a certain way about certain things, and there's nothing I'm going to do to change his mind. He's, you know, so, like, if you know that she's reactive – why are you even fall that that just goes back to me to Scarlet Envy falling into the bait? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's if you can't stand in the middle of the room with the bullhorn and say what you're about to say about someone else, then just don't say it. And it was funny because she looked when it finally when Akira finally called her out on it, she looked gagged like she had to on the spot make up something to say. <laughs> and it's like you, you like you that question, as soon as someone asks that kind of question, you have to know that RuPaul does it all the time. Mm-hmm. Who should go home next? You have to know that it's going to be called out. I just don't understand why these girls don't understand that. Well I think so when, you would, I, sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, go George, go ahead. So you would think that like it is season eleven now. They have had 10 seasons to watch maybe for them nine seasons to watch Mm -hmm. and rue was doing this way back when like if you say anything while you're filming a television show it's gonna get out so either don't say it or be able to back yourself up (laughs) you know you know what okay i I kind of feel like, and I have thoughts on what you guys just said, but I, I'm I, maybe for at least a little bit. Let's actually play the fights from Elimination Day, and we'll, we'll stop it along the way and talk about it. Here we go. All right, ladies and gents, boys and girls, I have a question. Uh oh. Y'all know I'm the girl that likes to clear the air. What was that about the whole wig situation? Oh God, the wig. Oh, it's about to be some shit. 
and I'm not in it. They died. So what's that to you? guys took all of Ariel's wigs after she left? Now, bitch, you've been gone from the very beginning. How you know all the teeth? <laughs> Yeah, because the producers told them. That's why she knows all the yeah. TV. Yeah. So I just want a button I can push where it says, oh, it's about to be some shit. You know what? I was going to I was gonna pull that clip for the um, for the beginning at the top of the show. I did. Oh, I love it. Here we go. So, that Ariel left a lot of wigs, uh-huh. and it wasn't meant for everyone to take it. And- Am I clearing out the wig bullshit? Okay, so that's Ariel's jumped in, so she wants to clean out the bullshit. All right, here we go. Because this is, in my theory, the producer said, go in and cause this shit. And I think the reason, you're going to hear it, I think the reason Ariel goes quiet is because the other girls trap her and the, the essentially the lie she came up with, she has no way out of it. You know? So she just went quiet. Here we go. Sure, you might as well, since it's your wigs, babe. Go ahead. Well, all right, so when I was packing, I left those wigs all on that shelf by accident. And the only wig that was actually left behind was that big old red wig for Silky. Uh-huh. Which, to me, that means, okay, hold on, let's, let's think this out. She left an entire rack of wigs, okay? Now, I could see, this is, this is my murder she wrote moment here. I could see if she was like, oh, there's a whole, maybe, a whole rack of wigs that I'm packing up and I'm leaving, right? But then that means at one point she had to say, wait a minute, there's one wig that I'm going to leave for Silky. Let me take this red wig and put it on Silky's table, which means Mm -hmm. that she had to be aware that the wigs were there. Mm Mm-hmm. And as someone who loves wigs, that would have been the (laughs) First thing I would yes. have taken, and when they did the, the when the camera panned to the wigs, I was actually horrified because they were just like piled on top of each other. There wasn't yeah. any kind of head form. There yeah. wasn't, a, you know, like what the fuck. And by the oh, way, I know their wigs cost a lot of money. Oh, hold yeah. on, George, and go they, ahead. They're huge wigs too. Like they're huge wigs. They probably take up an entire suitcase. You don't think yeah. she noticed that she is like a whole suitcase short that was full of wigs? I'm going to go a step further. She and her boyfriend own a wig company. <laughs> what, what's better advertisement than you leave these fucking wigs, right? That you have a million of them at home because you have a fucking wig factory. And then yes. all of a sudden, all the girls are wearing yes. your wigs on the runway. How yes, but funny. if she was smart, she would have been like, yeah, I left these wigs from wig store.com or whatever the fuck her service is called i would have i would have taken i would have taken it a step further and just done full shameless plug well well, probably because she's cheap and she's like all right season's almost done i want my wigs back you know (laughs) (laughs) all right here we go and that was it but i heard there was a lot of shit like did you leave something for me this is not your best friend Okay, so here's, they're, they're, what they're talking about is remember a few episodes ago during Untucked, Plastique says they're going to play the clip right now that Ariel left left the wigs for her. Because after we took the wigs, Plastique said that the wigs were left for her because y'all were best friends. She put all that hair at my station. Did she write you a note? No, but we were best friends, so we were trying to get to. The- I think the most awkward part of it is Ariel has to like. Say, plus he's not my best friend without saying it. Here we go. Bottom of that and see what was actually the truth with that whole situation. We squashed this. I made a comment. Apparently we did not squash it. Because I did not care. But it was brought up yesterday again, even though it was squashed. That was the thing. So that's why I've cleared the air now that the actual horses are in the building. Because 
the way. So Ariel, are y'all best friends? Plastic's trying to shut this down. Like, like you know when you put your your, yes, like, yes, your hand yes. across your throat, like, Ixnay on the wigs, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we, we dealt with this. We dealt with this. <laughs> But I wish I wish I had that ability to do things when I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, you know, this conversation's finished. We've done it. We've squashed it. It's good. Scarlett, remember when you said uh, Silky should go home? If Plastique was there, she would have just thrown her under the bus right then. All right, here we go. Then did you leave the wigs for? I mean, obviously, I consider myself closest here with Plastique. We've like bonded a lot, but the wigs were left behind by accident. But I I just want to know where the fuck they all are because I don't see any of them. Well, yeah, because half the girls are gone since you left. <laughs> okay, well, your black wig and your purple wig is right there in my station. No, 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 I don't care about the purple wig. I know that Miss Raja left with a... Yeah, that's where the, the argument falls apart, because the Carrie oh, says, well, I your don't... two wigs are right there. Go take them. She's like, no, I don't care about that. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. all fake. Here we go. Um, the only wig I knew Raja had was the big purple crinkly one. That's what I'm pissed off about. All the that one wig and you own a wig factory and, just and make the another one, one girl that that can't defend herself too yeah yes and here's the thing that i feel like this episode like soju walks away with this stench but i really feel like that stench should be reserved for ariel versace she's just so whack this episode yeah, but she looked good on the runway. Here we go. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's okay. She really just wants one wig, and it just so happens to be from the person who was not in the workroom, Miss Raja. Yeah, but also you own a wig factory. <laughs> right, make, why is she so pressed? Yeah, make another one for yourself. Yeah, it's just one wig that she yeah. cares about. So you I own a sandwich store. Wig. If I own a sandwich store and someone steals the Italian su- sub, <laughs> I'm going to make another Italian sub. Here I make it known. I did grab one or two more because they was there. And then that's it. Silence. Ariel silent as a fucking mouse. So all that huffing and puffing, and now it's all like a misunderstanding. I did felt like Ariel, you were a little more mad about it yesterday than that's you what are I was about gonna now. say too. Ariel was pissed. And because the producers told her to be pissed. She's very calm. Also, by the way, Raja didn't die. Yeah. To call her and be like, oh, can I get my wig next time I see you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, like, I, I, if I was Raja, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Like, why am I being sold up the river? Ha- have either of these these people, or has Raja responded to this at all? Or I don't know. I haven't looked. The wigs? I haven't looked. Why don't you look up on Twitter right now, George, while we play this? I pop off, and then you ain't really pop off just now. <laughs> okay, well, it's not like the Go. wigs are $5, so I fucking want the wigs back, obviously. So now, as I'm addressing it, she backpedaling, pussy popping all over the place. Say what you mean, mama, and mean what you say. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're, okay, we finished the Ariel thing. Ariel totally backs down. Again, I think it's the producer sort of encouraged her to say something, and then she didn't really have much of an argument, and then it fell apart once she was challenged a little bit. So, all right, here we go. Let's move on now. Now it's going to be a Caria selling Scarlet down that river. I got another question. Oh, God. I heard yesterday that Scarlett was surprised Vanjie and Silky were still here in this competition. Is that true? That is- See, if Carrie had heard it herself, why would she ask if that was true? See, that's why I think a producer told her. Or someone told her. And what were you surprised about? Now, before I read your eyeballs out, go ahead and tell me why. Especially with Silky. Come on through. Well, um... Well... Now, why? Here's my question, uh, Jamil. Maybe you might know. Why wouldn't Scarlett just say exactly what she said in front of the camera? She knows it's on camera. 
That is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't understand. Either you don't ask the question or either you don't answer the question because you aren't willing to say it just Mm -hmm. outright in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. Or you just go in the middle of the room with a bullhorn right in front of Silky's face and say, I think you get help with too much of your shit and I don't think you're a real drag queen. Like It's like knuck if you buck. I just don't understand (laughs) why she's acting so scared all of a sudden uh george what are your thoughts and by the way did you find out anything about raja as raja commented no what uh, i don't think i see anything about raja commenting um but what's really funny a lot of the people on twitter agree with what we're saying that this episode's been really heavily produced mm-hmm. um in reference to Wiggate. well by the way you know maybe i'll look I'll, let me look this up right now when we're talking about this is um that uh ariel uh, had a tweet. They've pulled it. They've pulled it up on um, on Reddit. The tweet that Ariel made about this very topic right after the ep- remember the episode where the one where they pulled the untucked from uh, where Plastique said that they'd given it to her. Um, they uh, they got it. I'll, maybe while the audio is playing, I'll look at it too. But uh, they have they have the tweet from Ariel where she says uh that that she gave the the wigs to plastique so what's the truth there christine you know <laughs> all right let's 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 sally forth with this here we go why miss scarlet you got my motherfucking name in your mouth the world wants to know at this point because you've had the most assistance from the other girls you got to clear that up for me honey because in this competition as people have helped me i have helped every bitch in here too so what do you mean by that do we think that Silky has gotten help from uh, the other girls? What do you well, think, George? That's what we, I mean, the thing is, is that the producers are so up far up her ass. Like, we don't know because mm-hmm. they don't put that in the show. But, like, more than one queen has said this, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it makes you think what happens backstage or, or behind the, the screen that we don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I have that tweet from Ariel. This is from April 4th. Right after that episode aired, and it says, left one wig, this is from Ariel herself, left one wig for Silky, she liked it. Left one for Akaria, she asked, really love her. Left the rest, buy my baby plastique. 11th annual drag race games, may the odds be ever in your favor. Side note, sis, drop that Sour Patch Kid attitude, it's not cute. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Ariel said that herself right after the episode aired, so what is the truth? Okay, here we go. Oh, that, her tweet's still. Oh, sorry, it's still up. I think still up. Yeah, girl, cover your tracks at least if you're yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> Jamila, your thoughts on that? On what we just read, or anything that we've heard so far on the audio about Scarlet? I yeah, I just think it's interesting that she tweeted that, and knowing that this was going to come out, I yeah. just don't understand how queens don't. <laughs> I would just know stay quiet. That what they say out loud is being filmed. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I told Evan this too. One of the most shocking things, I don't know how I didn't ever notice it before, Ariel Versace is tiny. She is oh, yeah. tiny because there's a part. Like short? How, yeah. how tall do you think she is? Maybe 5'4", because I think Vanjie's like my height, you know, like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, and um, they show Ariel run up to her. And she's like wearing like um, sandals. And then they also in the workroom, like Ariel is noticeably smaller than Vanjie. 
So I didn't realize Ariel was such a little tiny twink. I always thought she was kind of thick and big. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the way she pads or something. She's right. a meatball. She is. Here we go. Moving on. And I feel like. But girl, you know. don't go around the issue. What have I had assistance with? Because I want to say one thing to everybody. I have been nice to every bitch up in here. Is this true? Not true. For y'all to run my name through the mud, I have done mostly everything for myself. So clear the air. And going to what Jamila says, does Jam- does Silky makes these confessionals that she films. She knows what she says about the, like, Soju, for instance. She's like, oh, no, I love having Soju. And then she's like, oh, God, Soju. Right? She knows the episode's going to air. But I even feel like when she said, oh, I love having Soju, it was shade. I mean, everybody was like, your face says <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Well, I do think that your runways are held to a different standard. Bitch, your runways look worse than mine, so clear the air. You guys act like if somebody... Wait, another another challenger entered the competition. So before that, do you agree with Scarlett's assessment there, George? Um, in regards to her runways um, held to a different standard, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree with her. Jamila? Um, um, yeah, I agree too. As much as I, as I want to defend Silky, I just mm-hmm. feel the need to defend her. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, I've seen queens go home for things that Silky were just like, same thing wrong with Silky. It was just overlooked. I look, here's, this wouldn't be a defense of Silky and it's not a defense of anybody. The show judges different people on different, there, there are queens who go way too far because of their looks. Um, not, not either, either their looks as a boy or looks as a girl, but they have no personality and whatnot, no charisma. Like, uh, I think Cameron Michaels is a perfect example, right? Um, and then, or Pearl, you know? Uh, but then you have people like Silky who the looks are on point, but they, they go purely based on charisma, you know, Mm -hmm. and they go really far and they're just judged on different standards. So, all right, let's move on. There's a negative opinion about you. It means they goddamn hate you. And that's not the team. Scarlett, I would never say this, but you know, you came for me a little bit. See, this is where Vanjie jumps in and is trying, she's trying to do what Plastique was doing earlier and deflect, go, because she's seen that Evie has jumped into the argument. Like, oh shit, <laughs> it's going to go, you bitches don't even know what's gone on since you've been gone. So let me move back to Scarlet here. I would say, if you should have went home the first time you lip synced in that six way, because I don't know have. how you're going to come to drag race and think you're going to survive a lip sync without knowing how to move. Yeah. I, yeah, but... <laughs> That's true, but then Scarlet, in theory, objectively was better than Raja on her lip sync. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tick for tack. Absolutely. At this point in the competition, the last thing I need is for people to be kicking me while I'm down. So- but no one was talking about Vanjie at that moment. At all. She couldn't stay quiet. Go <laughs> <laughs> come for me. I'm going to come for you a little bit, too. This is my thing. To come back here in this time is a privilege and an honor. Had I come back, I wouldn't say a damn thing negative to any of you all. Do you believe that, Jamila? No. And, oh, go ahead. Wait. All right. Go. No, no. Play the rest of the clip. We just talked about how you thought Scarlett should have been home after the first fucking dance. That's my opinion. Exactly. That's my opinion. Exactly. Okay. Do you want me to keep going? God. I, no, I can no. add something. Yeah, go ahead, George. Yeah. Ahead. So, like, this is what bothers me about when Silky reacts is that she goes after people for doing certain things to her, mm-hmm. but she herself is allowed to do them to other people. And it's 
it just blows my mind that she doesn't see it. And that's what uh, Evie calls her out on mm-hmm. every time. Like, like Silky goes, that's my opinion. <laughs> uh, that's Scarlet's a fucking opinion. <laughs> we yeah. all have them. She really went away in. No, I think it's this. It's there's some underlying thing that makes Silky pop off, and we don't know what it is. But I just, I don't know. If she doesn't win, I hope that it really, she it really sets in for her to stop caring what people think. I feel like, and I wish Taylor were here, Taylor, the mental health professional. I feel that this fight is not really about anything that's being said. Like no, Evie, I don't yeah. Think there's so much subtext here that Silky and Evie are having some other fight on some other level. It's not <laughs> really about what Scarlett said, you know. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Taking everything so personally. Well, I take that shit personally because when you say everybody's helped me, how Mary? All my shit right here. None of this shit is borrowed. Most of it I made. So how did people help me? Silky, you have been getting a lot of help throughout the competition. But how? You and the rest of your dream girls have all been there for each other's so back. has Nina? Nina's been getting help. Who has Nina been getting help from? I feel Nina's been helping people. Also, this fight isn't about Nina. Yeah, well, no, because again, Vanjie is, you know, when you, you know, when you're like, you see a, a, a war movie or a cop movie and they go like, run and I'll cover you. Right, Vanjie's yeah, giving Silky yeah. cover. They're BFFs, so she's like, oh, I'm like, like, look over here. Look, you know, like when the when the person goes like, okay, you run in the building. The person goes, I'm gonna be a court jester and like distract the bull. Yeah, that's what Vanjie's but doing. Also, but also, Vanjie doesn't like has. I still think she has this a uh, distaste in her mouth for uh, Evie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's yeah, the, and it, you know, yeah. So it's know. like I see Evie popping off on silky you know like i'm just gonna pop in because i don't like your ass either yeah exactly and the only time um um vanjie gets into fights are when she's defending silky from evie too well what's really funny too what's funny if you think about it is is silky's like when do my dream girls help me and evie's like they help you all the time she goes no they don't and she goes yes they do and then vanjie goes yeah shut up you bitch and i'm like they're helping you right now in this fight it's really funny to do also this is like the first reference of the dream girl yeah i never heard that thing that yeah i never wait i feel like i've heard of that before i feel like i'm such a nerd about this i think they i think silky says it very like episode two or three in a brief workroom bit when they're all standing together like her korea and vanessa Exactly, yeah, those three, and they're always linking arms. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. It's the truth. Silky has had the help of the Dream Girls all season. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have help from your sisters, but Scarlett's not wrong in saying that Silky hasn't done all of this by herself. This bitch can't even say what anybody has ever done for me. Say what somebody has done for me in this competition other than them. Okay, your hair. Your hair, for starters, you went to half of the girls for sewing this and sewing that. That is not true. I've sewed everything on my own. Yeah. We have the dream girl. I so have they- something to say about that. Go ahead. Do it. Okay. So there was a moment earlier in the season where, which I thought was crazy because mm-hmm. as a, like, a little black girl, one of the first things you are taught to do with your hair is just take a flat brush mm-hmm. and brush it back, slick your edges back, like, mm-hmm. There was an episode where they went into the workroom and Silky's hair was a mess and Akira and someone else had to like she was like, oh, I don't I don't know if she said I don't do my own hair or like I'm not used to slicking it back. But it was just kind of like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) like 
you're a drag queen. Yeah. How do you not know how to do something so basic? Mm-hmm. So, and we haven't seen that. Mm-mm. And we haven't seen a, an abundance of people helping her out. Mm-hmm. But now that it's being brought up, I'm just kind of wondering if maybe that's true. Hmm. I would have loved for like maybe somebody like a Kyria or like, you know, somebody else to just like either did not like squash that claim or support it. That's a very good point. George, you want to weigh in before we continue for the last 40 seconds? I can't really weigh in. I, I kind of lost track because um, I've been on Raja's Twitter um, and I'm going to do a little side note now. Her ears must have been ringing really? or she was tweeted at or something because Literally seconds after we asked what she she had any thoughts on this, she tweeted a video that I can't listen to right now because we're on air. Well, I can play it on the air. Why don't you? Why <laughs> yeah. don't you? Why don't so she you... literally eight minutes ago now she tweeted it. Okay, do me a favor in Zencaster, send me the link. Can you do that? Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. Give me more so than anything. It's emotional support for bitches like that who say shit about me. Shit. Y'all are crazy. You'll be fighting this to the death, honey. It's just an opinion, girl. You can't get so pressed about it. And I just answered the question. No, you just got super salty because a bitch put your name out. I I did. (laughs) Look, everyone has opinions. Scarlett had an opinion. Why are you offended? And why are you jumping down her throat? God damn. Scarlett just hating. That's it, that's all. Y'all look like some salty Maltese up in here. Yo, I'm a salty Malty today. Well, I'll be a salty Maltese and you could be a pressed panini. Opinions are like assholes, you know? <laughs> Most of them are on my face. <laughs> and I feel like I feel the energy was diffused in that moment. They were all yeah. Really cut. Okay. It's funny. They were. It sounded like they were all trying to fight for sound bites. Yeah, probably. Or like t- their next t-shirt. <laughs> all right, here we go. Jorge Munoz finds uh, Raja's response breaking just right now on Twitter. Let, now, we don't know what this audio says. We are going to listen to it right now here on the air. It's Raja O'Hara replying to uh, – it's her – is it the one that says blog mood, bog mood after last night's episode? She's supposed to – I think she's she meant big mood after last night's episode and the videos. her uh, what, it, her it, reaction. No, it's, it's a clip from Harlem Nights. But let's, let's, let's take a listen to the 24-second clip from that – from uh, here we go. <laughs> Me and you got to step out back. Hey, it was just a misunderstanding. Uh-uh. No, it ain't. It ain't no misunderstanding. <laughs> Quick just accused me of stealing. And if you're going to take up for Quick and him, we can all be some fighting motherfuckers in here this evening. Bring your ass, nigga. Bring it on. Come on. Bring your ass. Come on. Get up and come on. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually hilarious. That's a good response from Raja. I love it. And I love that movie. So it's like, oh, oh it's perfect. Yeah. It's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. Let's move on. Uh, over on Patreon, we launched a brand new show where Laurie Roggenkamp and I recapped the horrible 2016 gay dating competition, Finding Prince Charming. That show is in addition to the stable of other brand new shows from Afterthought Media that our Patreon supporters receive in their feed six out of seven days of the week. All this and more could be yours by going to patreon.com slash drag race recap and join at the $3 eat level. But don't take my word for it. This week we talked to Patreon supporter Ricardo who weighed in on his experience as a Patreon supporter. What's your favorite thing about Patreon? What, what would you say? If you had to tell someone about Patreon, what would you say? Um, I absolutely love Avenares' jokes. 
No, really? So hard. <laughs> um, no, I actually, Evan, much love to you, but I love hearing you give shit to Evan. I live for it. I love his squawk. Squawk! When he's in the background. Wait, um, is, wait, is that I, I, what he says? No, he squawks. Like, every time he oh. finds something super funny, he'll squawk. Uh-huh. And I live for it. Um, and I love the way everybody meshes up very well. Um, it's a very thorough recap. I actually sometimes don't even need... So usually I'll watch the show after I listen to your show to know what I'm <laughs> looking for. Mm-hmm. There we go. What, what, so, would, what would you say is your favorite show on Patreon? Um... I love the rumor mill because I love to yes. hear the, di- the diversity and the different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, the diversity, but of yes. course, the number one that I listen <laughs> to is the recap. Um, every now and again, I do go back and listen to catching up with um, Mike Lawson, um, mm-hmm. and I do live for Fat Cam to hear you and Lori go at it. Just makes me laugh, and I piss my pants laughing every time I hear that intro with, "Oh, Lori's Apple Watch" or "Lori's <laughs> wrist." Yeah. One one of the things I never talk about that much on the sh- on the the commercials for Patreon, there's a whole live community, like a chat room community, and you you're always there. What, what do you want to tell me about this like this chat room community? So um, I had to, truth be told, I had to stop um, listening to to the live shows because y'all make me laugh so much in my office mm-hmm. that my boss got after me. Oh so, really? But I've been, yes. She's like, what are you laughing at? And then it's just easier not to explain that, you know, I have an obsession with drag queens. Um, but I actually li- I've been traveling a lot um, lately back and forth between my hometown, San Antonio and Houston mm-hmm. and around the country. So I'll listen to y'all then. Um, and I, I just, it, it keeps me awake. I love interacting with the, the chat room and hearing what other people say because usually it'll be an opinion I have or I'll see things a little bit differently so it's just amazing all right. So to get in on this, uh, just join at patreon.com slash drag race recap at the $3 level or more, and you can get all of these shows. Once again, that's patreon.com slash drag race recap. Uh, I didn't play the wink. Oh, here's the wink. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, so we'll be back right after this. And we're back. Uh, now it's time, as we know, guys, this is the time now when we do the looks. All right. Uh, this week, the category is drag family values. Uh, first one down the runway is E or R, Evie Oddly and Scarlet Envy. They're kind of in a ripped denim look. Uh, according to Evie, that uh, the look that Scarlet is wearing is the very first outfit she ever made. And then Evie sort of did another version, her take on it, which is to show how advanced she is now. Uh, let's just start with Jamila. Jamila, what were your thoughts on this look? I liked it. I liked it. I do agree with Michelle Visage that I don't understand why um, Scarlett's shoes weren't denim. Yeah. Because that, to me, looked so good on, uh, you know, especially against Evie's brown skin and, mm-hmm. like, all of, like, the drapes. It looked creepy, spooky, like this swamp thing. Mm-hmm. But it, but Scarlett's shoes were kind of a disconnect. It was really, it kind of threw off the entire look. All right, very good. Jorge, what were your thoughts? I loved the look. It was so Evie, like... Uh, when she said this is one of her first looks that she she created way mm-hmm. back when, I could so see her like wearing the one that Scarlett's wearing. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, is this the part where where Michelle she has? I know it's nitpicky, but it's we're down to the wire now. Like we have to make critiques like this. Yeah. And for me personally, I didn't feel like it ruined the uh, the look, and I didn't notice it until it was pointed out as well. Yeah. 
All right, very good. Uh, I gave the I don't know if you guys gave it up for. I have another podcast where straight guys evaluate the looks called the Pit Crew, and I have to evaluate. So on this one, I of gave. Of course it, you do. Yeah, this one I, so I have to give it scores. So I gave this one a six. It was a six for me. I don't know what you guys would give it, but it was a six. Okay. I give it a. I give it a six. Seven point five. Yeah. Okay, seven point five six. All I right, very good. All right, the next one down the runway was Nina West and Sugar Kane. Uh, the only way I could really describe it was Pride Parade. Uh, Nina seems to be wearing like a bodysuit, like a, a with the Pride colors, you know, the rainbow colors, and Sugar's wearing the trans flag in a, on a bodysuit. Uh, George, let's go with you. What were your thoughts on this look? So, I I mean, I completely agree with the judges. Like, I understand the look. Like this, I you have to know Nina. Like this is Nina's drag. Like it's uh, about charity. It's about raising awareness. And like this just screams Nina's drag family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to know that to understand it. As if you're looking at unbiased as a look, they're not that great. But like in the context of like a Pride festival, I'd be gagged for it, you know. So but what, on the show, it, it doesn't it doesn't translate well. So what number would you give it, George? Uh, I would say a. So I'm going to bump Evie up to a seven and a half and say she's a six. Okay. I say Nina is a six. All right, very good. What about you, uh, Jamila? What were your thoughts here? I give this look an eight. And oh, here's really? Why. Just, yeah. Yes, yes. Because here's why. Mm-hmm. I have been to a drag show one time. Oops, so sorry. It's a fucking robocall. Apologize I don't hear anything. But, oh, good. Sorry. All right. Um. But, yeah. I've been to a drag show where there were two hosts and one was on one side of the bar and the other was the uh, the other side of the bar and they would toss back and forth. And I feel like if those girls were wearing this outfit, we would be gags like it. Nina's body looks really good. Mm -hmm. And you can tell by her padding that she really took into account what the judges have been saying this whole season. Like, Nina, you need to pad more at the bottom. Like Mm -hmm. she looked shapely. She looked curvy. She looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think that Sugar looked really, really good. And I think that their message tied together, but their looks didn't tie together. And that's my only critique. I think they both individually look great. All right. Very good. Uh, what number would oh, you give it an eight? All right. Let's go down. Oh, oh by yeah. the way, the correct answer is a four. I agree Ooh. that it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't couture. It would, yeah, it would look great on a pride float, but I don't know if it necessarily looked great in the context of the runway. All right, next we have Akaria Chanel Davenport and Honey Davenport. Uh, they they were wearing sort of both sort of matching pageant looks. Uh, Honey was in a red version of the dress, and Akaria was in a yellow version of the dress. Jamila, what would what, how would you describe? What would you give your thoughts on this outfit and give it a score? I just think this kind of drag is boring to me. It's super boring to (laughs) me. It's Mm -hmm. RuPaul wigs, and they're too beautiful for this. Mm -hmm. Um, But it looked polished, and for what it was, it looked really good, and they looked like they were sisters. But uh, this kind of drag is so boring to me. Mm -hmm. Retweet. I I would give it like, I would give, now see this, I would give a six just because I'm bored. Interesting. I would give it like a seven and a half, eight. I would give it an eight, actually. I think it's a polished look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. The correct answer is five. To me, this was the definition of a meh. (laughs) What? Yeah, just meh. It was was like every other pageant look. It could have yeah, been, yeah. It could have been so pork chop or, or anyone wearing this outfit. But Ross kept saying it. Um, don't he, you don't have to re- recreate the will? 
the wheel. Yeah, but well, you, you, go ahead. you know who do, who is pageant the house down, but still brings it is Trinity Talk. Like now's the time to get creative, girls. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, next down the runway, we have Silky Nutmeg, Ganache, and Soju. They were in sort of a matching disco attire where, you know, RuPaul really said it best when it was when Nell Carter was a guest on the Cher show, where Silky Nutmeg, Ganache is bringing Nell Carter realness, and Soju, I guess, is like an Asian Cher and like a a disco look. Um, George, what were your thoughts on this outfit? So I actually really thought Soju looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um... And Silky did a really good job doing her makeup in context of what she is skilled at doing, which is her darker skin that she's used to mm-hmm. um, putting makeup on. I thought she did a fine job with Silky. I mean, with um, Soju. Um, completely agree with the judges, though. Like, they don't come off as sisters. They come off as they're they're matching. And that's it. That's, that's the only thing that's going on there is that they're matching. All right, very good. What about you, Jamila? Yeah, I think they come off more like best friends than sisters, mm-hmm. but I still maintain this is the best I've ever seen Soju look. Mm-hmm. And had one look. <laughs> yes, and had had uh had Silky not done that weird side cutout that let her fat hang over. <laughs> like I don't I had she not done that, I think she would have looked really good mm-hmm. you know like she like i thought her makeup looked pretty and mm-hmm. and i wish she could have you know had that translate onto soju mm-hmm. well george we never got your score then i want your score jamila my score for this one is a solid five and a half wow what about you jamila yeah i give it a six. Oh wow the correct answer is three it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> I can't see shit, and I could I could see I, Silky's padding that bad. You, oh god! Oof. I the padding. I didn't notice the padding this time. I actually they, did. Michelle did that little comment. She goes, "The padding's off again." And I was squinting thing, though, so hard, I couldn't. I was see. too. I was too. But if I was Silky, just to be on the safe side, mm-hmm. you don't have to. You don't have to. You know, have your legs out. You really yeah. can yeah. <laughs> just make a nice pant, make a nice dress. And like, do you think she was trying to prove a point? Like, tell the judges, y'all gave me this critique. I'm going to show y'all my hips, and they're going to be padded but if, right. But if you do, you have to execute. <laughs> That's the thing. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Next, we had Vanessa Vangie, Mateo, and Ariel Versace. They came out in like a matching glitter outfit. Oh. Uh, Ariel was wearing a dress version, but Vanjie was wearing a pantsuit version. Um, Jamila, your thoughts on this? I think this was very boring, but damn if they didn't look like sisters. Mm-hmm. They look like they came from the same womb. And I love that it's essentially the same dress, just, you know split into pants and it's i think they looked good they looked polished but i always say oh yeah they look polished when something is well executed but it doesn't excite me mm-hmm. mm. your score um a seven just because i recognize that it's good but i just don't care this is not something we're ever going to remember all right what about you jorge um, so I was gagged when I was watching this at the bar and I can tell you everyone else was too. She was, her and Evie were the only two that 
the crowd reacted wildly to mm-hmm. and which surprised me because watching this um by myself in my room for a second time it's just a average i mean it's a pretty look but yesterday like i was i loved it i love that i wanted her to win so badly and they truly do look like sisters and when they took off the 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 coats that they walked in on um i just love that whole drama of it i would give this i'm going to drop akira down to a seven and give her fanji an eight and a half the correct answer is a nine it looks so good i I mean you i could barely tell which one was vanji except for the big giant head on the tiny body that's how he tells them apart it's a whole new silhouette for Vanjie, too. Like, we haven't seen yeah. this. In terms of the actual challenge, I give it a high score just because they, they nailed what they were supposed to do. Yeah, as far as look, they looked amazing, mm-hmm. but it's just nothing. They're not, yeah, they're not doing anything. All right. Finally, we have Brooklyn Heights and Plastique Tiara. They were, the, the way I described it was glam version of the Boulay Brothers, where it was like these corresponding looks. Yeah. And uh, they even kind of did Boulay Brother kind kind of moves and posing, and everything was sort of very Boulay Brothers esque to me. Um, if you don't know who they are, they're the host of Dragula, and they they do that kind of like matching look. Uh, they kind of look related as well, and that's a whole other their, their sort of aesthetic. Uh, Jamila, your thoughts on Brooke and Plastique? I thought that they looked really good. Again, not doing anything, you know, out of the ordinary. It's very just basic pageantry. They looked really good. I think that Plastique looks a little bit like Manila Luzon. Mm -hmm. And I think that together they don't really look like sisters. They look like like ex-wives fighting over, (laughs) like, a husband. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. they. I, I mean, like, if you're... Just look wise, it's like I feel like this look and Vanjie's look are neck and neck. Like oh, to yeah. me, one doesn't look better than the other. All right, very good, George. What are your thoughts? So I I completely agree with Jamila, um, and I almost have the same response as I did to um, to Vanjie's. Um, but this one, there wasn't that added drama. Like when they walked in, they were just in gowns the whole time, and it's it's pretty drag. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very polished, and yeah, I agree that they were neck and neck um, to Vanjie. Mm-hmm. I would give this one an eight and a half as well. Oh, what was your score, Jamila? I give it a seven. The correct answer is. Yeah, go ahead. I told you seven is what I give when I think that it's safe, mm-hmm. um, but it, it looks put together. All right, the correct answer is a nine. It was virtually tied with Vanjie. I thought, that, but you know what? And I think Brooke is very much like this. I'll agree with Jamila. Jamila, that it looked good, it met the challenge, but it was boring. But the one thing I feel this is a, a constant with Brooke is even if the look is boring, she knows how to work it on the runway. And their mm-hmm. runway walk was so good and choreographed, especially with that bit where, like, 
Plastique was going to walk in front of her, and they stopped, and she walked in front of her, you know, and made it known, you know. I think I think the runway work, walks always add, like, a point or two to Brooke's looks. They're kind of boring, but just the, the way she delivers them on the runway. She's good at delivering the looks. I see what looks. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like, you know how when they were both walking away toward, away from the stage, and they were a clasped hands? Yeah. They did some kind of, mm-hmm. like, dance choreography to meet together, and I yeah. did think that was cool. Which, and I, yeah, and, go ahead. So, we've We've all been saying that it's neck and neck with Vanjie's outfit. Mm-hmm. And I think this this small little bit of choreography on the main stage is what gave Brooke the win over Vanjie. All right. Very good. I think that's how she barely won. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to leave it on that. And that is, or those are, the looks. All right. On the main stage, Brooke, Vanjie, and Akuria got high marks while Evie, Nina, and Silky were on the bottom. Before going backstage, RuPaul asked all of the girls who should go home. The answers were given as follows. Evie said Silky should go home. Scarlet Envy said Silky. Nina West said Evie. Sugar Cane said Silky. Uh, Akuria said Evie. Honey said Silky. Silky Ganache said Evie. Soju said Evie. Vanjie said Evie. Ariel said Silky. Brooke said Silky, which was a big problem in Untuck Later. And then in Plastique TR said Silky. Uh, your thoughts on who was named and who named whom? Uh, what were your thoughts there, George? I, I actually wasn't really surprised by any of their answers. I knew going into it, I was like, they're going to say Evie, 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 Evie. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like, I guess the producer maybe not too be like a dark horse or like mm-hmm. that young person that is trying to fight their way to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I wasn't surprised really by any of them. What about you, Jamila? Yeah. I mean, just looking from their point of view, I would have thought that Evie and Silky were the two bottoms mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I just, like, this question comes up so much and I just kind of think it's pointless, you mm-hmm. know, like, aren't y'all the judges why are you asking them because you're really just asking them for drama mm-hmm. all right very I good point. One thing go ahead george add um it's interesting that no one said nina right yeah and she was in the bottom and too she that's was what in i'm the saying yeah well I, th- I think there were clearly two camps there and, uh, you know, there was the camp, you know, Team Silky and the Dream Girl. And that's why I think Silky was so beaten. I wonder what the count is there. Like, who who had more? Let's see here. Because, let's see. I'm going to count it up right now. We have, on on the people who said Silky, there's how many people said Silky. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven said Silky. And then one, two, three, four, five said Evie. So uh, again, maybe so uh, maybe Silky was more even pressed that she she probably did the count herself in her head. And had <laughs> Brooke said Silk uh, Evie, it would have been six and six. Or I don't know. I think she was really probably pressed that she had more votes against her. And uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So then after the judges' deliberations, the girls were called back from the workroom. Uh, Brooklyn Heights was named the winner of the challenge, while Nina West and uh, Silky Nutmeg Ganache were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, No Scrubs by TLC. And let's talk about that song in a second. Uh, after a meh battle for the, the to stay in the competition, uh... Silky Nutmeg Ganache was asked to uh, was told Shantae you stay while Nina West was asked to sashay away. Ladies, uh, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with Jorge. 
Oh, I was so sad. I loved, loved, loved Nina. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be just based off of this episode. I don't think she should have gone home. I mm-hmm. think she truly did. Um, while they were both pretty mediocre, I think she did a better job mm-hmm. um, with the lip sync. And I think that Silky should have gone home. Well, right, and right. I will say that the re- the entire episode ended in the bar booing. Oh, the really? Oh, they wow. like so loud. And I was, I looked at my friend. I was like, are they booing because um, they don't like Nina? They're like, no, everyone's pissed that Nina went home. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't uh, think other people would have the same opinion. Yeah, I'm not surprised because that's what the consensus was on Twitter, too. Yeah. What were your thoughts there, uh, Jamila? I mean, I think I differ from everyone else just because... It was no scrubs, which could have been really fun. And Nina just kind of stood in one place like her feet were glued. And mm-hmm. I died when Akaria said she looked like one of those Christmas toys that just kind of like stands there and like shakes their upper half of their body. Because mm-hmm. it's true. Like at least, yes, Silky was doing a lot <laughs> for no reason. Like mm-hmm. none of it was really executed well. But at least it looked like she was trying. And... um it looked like she was trying to give you something, you know, and whereas like Nina really just stood there and just stood at the judges and just like, it was, I don't know. Not, not for that song, maybe for like a ballad or something, but it was just like, she really didn't give us much of anything either. Overall, it was a bad lip sync. And I Mm -hmm. really feel like if I could have double sashayed, I would have. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was pretty awful. Um, you know what? So yes, go ahead. And mm-hmm. what I think is so funny is that Silky throughout this entire season was fighting with Evie about saying like, if I have to lip sync my way to the top, or if I have to do this, I'm fucking yes. ready. And then she goes out and lip syncs and performs this mediocre performance of yeah. a fantastic song. Yeah, it was awful. Well, yeah, because remember she there was a point where she even asked RuPaul to put her in a lip sync, where she said, "Put me in the lip sync," and RuPaul's like, "I don't." I know, and it was like a workroom challenge. It was like they were in the workroom, and Ru was just doing table visits, and she was just like, "Hey, if I'm gonna have to lip sync, I'm gonna have to lip sync." So I thought she was gonna kill it. Yeah, no, I was. I don't know how far this Silky's going to go, but if she goes all the way to the finale, then uh, I think she's going to be in trouble when she has to lip sync for the oh, crown. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, the, well, I don't know. I can't say too much. I have to be careful because I know too much. So, uh, and we, I think we all do. So we, I think we should just cut it right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if you want to know what we know, you know, sign up a Patreon for the rumor mill. Uh, but like I said earlier, you're going to get that rumor mill uh, right after the season is over. Now, before we go, have, have, George, have you said everything you need to say about this episode? Have all your thoughts been given out? I, I have. I've, I've interrupted y'all. And I, I need to get it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And uh, Jamila, any, have you gotten all your thoughts out? I feel like I have. I'm really excited for the episode, knowing what I know. Stay tuned to the rumor mill. Yeah. Now, Jamila, tell us a little bit before we go about HiHowAreYou.com, your cannabis lifestyle blog. Yeah, so I write pretty much whatever I feel like writing. I do a lot of interviews with people in the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk a lot about music videos and just whatever. I feel like my website differs from other cannabis websites because it's not really informational. It's just like really cool shit to read while you're high. Mm -hmm. Or while you're high, yeah. 
right. Yeah, even if you're sober, it's 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 cool shit. Check it out. All right. Once again, it's hihowareyou.com, but that's H-I-G-H, howareyou.com, and that's where you can read all of Jamila's Laraz writing. Now, and Jorge, where can uh, all of the people who love Latin twinks find you? Ooh, my OnlyFans page. I'm just kidding. Um, you can find me <laughs> on my Instagram. It's at the real Jorge Munoz. It's T H E R E A L J O R G E M U N O Z. And something else that I haven't said, I had a blog for several years too. It's a Tumblr, but nothing like Hi, How Are You? Um, not sophisticated, all humor. Uh, my handle there is Bikini Power Bottom. B i k i n i p o w e r b o t t o m. Are you a bikini power bottom? I'm one of those. It's like a SpongeBob reference. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh If you if you wanna if you're bored and wanna laugh, you should visit my page. All right, here we go. All right, very good. Uh, well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Make sure to join us this, next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season eleven. So, for Jamila Zara, Jorge Munoz, and myself, Sasha away until next week. to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drag Race Recap. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. For bonus content and to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash dragracerecap. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Twitter and Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's B E T A N C E. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can also find other Afterthought Media shows like Hello Uglies at HelloUglies.com and Catching Up at CatchingUpPodcast.com. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media production. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.